occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 52. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this great end of November. Woo! Getting closer to the festive season. Finally. I'm so excited to engorge myself with every food there is available. Do you not do that anyway? Oh, Sly Dicks, we're starting off with today, everyone. Hey, kids fat, let's move on. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I said you're always living your best life. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Talk more. What are you talking about today, Kate? I will be covering the unsolved murder spree of the Zodiac Killer. Nice. I'm talking about the Order of the Solar Temple, which is a cult with some dark endings, basically. Dark endings. Spoiler. Sorry, destroy that it. ruins the whole thing. I oh presume. well, what's the point? We'll see you next week. Do you want to talk about anything else before we get straight into the strange news of this week? Ah, uh, there was one thing. Oh, good. Oh, I did want to say, um, everyone who wanted to join our Taco Squad, thanks. I'll write your name down on a big list, and then <laughs> when this is all over, we'll go grab some tacos together. Um, I won't. Because I don't trust anyone, because I do a true crime podcast. True. Okay, well, in strange news this week, was Robbie Williams abducted by aliens? No. Russell Kellett, which is a man from Bradford, said he saw it with his own eyes. He was on his motorbike, on his way back from his friend's house, when he was abducted by aliens and taken to a military unit. He said he ended up in a room with tall, bald aliens that looked like humans, but they were ten feet tall. He also said that he was put in a chair and injected in his neck with something before being put in another room to wear a uniform and be given a, a weapon as him and the other humans were giving a, mi- a mission. Oh my god. Behind him, Robbie Williams was there in a helmet. And he recognised him and tried to strike up a conversation before the alien yelled at him to get back in line. When the newspaper The Daily Star asked him about it, Robbie Williams said no comment. So, we don't know. Of course he said no comment, because some crazy man from Bradford is trying to frame him for being part of an alien cult. This apparently happened a while ago, before Russell came forward with it, and he said that he was suddenly back on his motorbike, and after this, Robbie Williams said that an alien visited him at his recording studio, and he'd also expressed aliens in interest in aliens after this. So, make of that what you will. Is it a bit far-fetched? Maybe. Could it have happened? I guess. I don't know. I was not there. Well, I mean, I suppose why not Robbie Williams is the he, question we should be asking. He is a person. That he is. Someone who lives on planet Earth, as far as we're aware. For, yeah, we don't fully know the man. So, yeah. Do you trust him? We may think of him as somewhat of a celebrity, but do the aliens? No. To him, it's another brain. Yeah, another brain to use for war or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how aliens think. <laughs> Oops, on Myths, Magic, and Murder, this time we've accidentally waged war on aliens. <laughs> Robbie Williams, please help us. If you're listening, please let us know Robbie, if you can help us. Robbie, you're our only hope. <laughs> All right, please tell us about uh, some dark things. Okay. So my sources are history.com, wikipedia, theguardian.com, metro.co.uk, wastedeye.com, zodiackiller.com, zodiacciphers.com, biography.com, and zodiackillerciphers.com. Although you've probably all heard somewhat of the Zodiac 
there was a film made in, I think it was 2007. I'm going to start from the beginning, just so that everyone's on the same page. Great. Well, I don't know too much about it, actually. Like, I know the, the basics, you know, but I'm interested to learn the whole story. Okay, so the Zodiac's unconfirmed timeline starts in Santa Barbara. Linda Edwards and her fiancé Robert Domingos used their senior ditch day on June 4th, 1963 to go to a beach, sunbathe, and chill out. For those who don't know, as I didn't, senior ditch day is basically a day that all seniors in American schools just decide they don't want to go in, so they meet up somewhere else. Is that like a official organised thing? Well, they just all do it at the same time, I think. they it, apparently, How do you like, organise that? I don't know. Our school couldn't even organise a reunion. Our school barely even organised a prom. So Yeah, same. But apparently it happens the Monday after prom, normally. Oh, I guess if like, everyone knows, then that's that's chill. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, you can just hang out, I guess. If we had that here, there'd be national outcry. Yeah. <laughs> People would be going insane. They'd be like, I cannot believe my daughter has taken one day off of school. The schools would not have it. No, definitely not. You'd have to stay after prom for the if whole you, weekend. If you were in the toilet too long in our school, they would come and get you. At least you could go to the toilet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, in our school they used to um so we used to have a planner and it had like yellow cards, timetables, that kind of yellow cards were like when you've you've done a foul. Yeah, we had that as well. <laughs> um and yeah, so we had like a permission to leave lessons page and what you had to do is write the date and the time how long you were roughly going to be gone for what the reason was get your teacher to sign off on it and then go see we had that but like no one really paid any attention to it they would just be like yeah but also our school was very open so you could physically see the toilets from where you were or they were right next to the classroom because it was like a new building but yeah they if you were there for like more than like 10 minutes someone would come and knock on the stall and be like what are you doing? Uh, we had like, like, what do you think I'm doing, pal? We had teachers that weren't teaching lessons wandering around the hallways to check that there was no Yeah, we had about. those. What is that about? Like, if you've know. got a lesson off, fucking go and sit down, Sharon. Don't be out here snaking me out. I know. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, they could go hang out together as a, as a senior squad or they could, as Robert and Linda did, just do their own thing. The next day, Robert and Linda hadn't come home which I'm guessing was out of character for the two of them because Robert's father immediately went to the beach where he knew they'd been hanging out. Instead of being greeted with the two skipping school to laze around, he found their dead bodies inside the remains of an old shack on the beach. That's horrible. Both of the bodies had been tied up with rope and were shot with a 22 caliber weapon. Linda had been shot nine times and Robert 11. Holy shit, why? Well, I don't know. I didn't do it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Just letting you know. We don't know who it is, but it's not me. That sounds like something <laughs> they would say. Neither one of them was killed in the shack. They'd both been dragged there as the killer had tried to set up a fire to dispose of any evidence, but for some reason they couldn't, so the bodies were just left in the shack. Right. The next possible murder from the Zodiac was on October 30th, 1966. The victim was, I don't know if it's Cherry or Sherry. I'm going to say Sherry, but it's like C-H-E-R-I. I would say Sherry. Yeah. Josephine Bates. She was an 18-year-old living in Riverside, California, and she'd popped to the library one evening, left her dad a note, that kind of thing, but then she didn't come home. 
The next morning, the police were called because Sherry's car was found in the parking lot of the library and her body had been found nearby. Although this is also a suspected Zodiac death, the MO is different to the last one. Sherry was stabbed multiple times and finally her throat was cut. A watch, a military boot print and hairs dried in patches of Sherry's blood were found, but unfortunately it wasn't enough to pin anyone. Damn. A month later, the local news got a letter through. It said, Miss Bates, i.e. Sherry, was stupid. She went to the slaughter like a lamb. I am not sick. I am insane. Obviously, could have been a hoax. But then later, in April 1967, there was another letter saying Bates had to die. There will be more. Um, And it was typed by an identical typewriter as the first letter. So presumably from the same person. And they both had a symbol of it on it, looking like a Z, letter Z, Z, however you say that, I don't know. Later on in the timeline, a letter from the Zodiac Killer was received, and it said, I do have to give them credit for stumbling across my Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there, which is believed to be a reference to Sherry's murder. And I guess it also kind of makes you believe that there are more murder murder scenes down there. Yeah. The first time that it's accepted to be a Zodiac crime, so the other two weren't, um, but the first time that is, didn't actually happen until the 20th of December 1968. Here, 17-year-old David Arthur Faraday and 16-year-old Betty Lou Jensen had gone on their first official date. David promised Betty's parents to have her back by 11. I think their plan was to just go around like the Christmas markets and hang out, but instead they went to go visit a friend. And then shortly after 11... Um, the car was found at like a lover's lane type spot. After the car was seen by a few motorists, literally like minutes after the motorists had seen it, their bodies were found next to the car. It's interesting that it's all like quite young people. Yeah. Betty had been shot dead five times in the back and David had a bullet wound to the head but was still breathing. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. It wasn't until the 1st of August 1969 that people knew for sure this was linked to the Zodiac Killer because letters had arrived at the San Francisco Examiner, Vallejo Times Herald and San Francisco Chronicle. The letter each began with, Dear Editor, I am the killer of the two teenagers last Christmas at Lake Herman. Again, could have been a hoax, but there were specific details mentioned that were not released to the press. So... Probably not, then. Probably the killer. I find it so fascinating when they are cocky enough to, like, write letters. I know, it's insane. And sort of out themselves. And obviously it shows that they're kind of doing it for attention at that point, but it's very strange. Well, it definitely seems like he wanted attention from the press because they threatened to kill a dozen more people that weekend if the letters weren't printed on the front page of each of these papers. Wow. The Zodiac Killer's symbol was on all three of these letters, which is a circle with like a cross through it, if you don't know. Each letter contained one part of a three-part cipher that supposedly contained their identity. So, classic narcissist, visions of grandeur, like, you'll never figure it out, I'm so clever, everyone else is so dumb. Yeah. However, when high school teacher Donald Harden and Betty Harden cracked the code, it's just said about how much you love killing people. That was it. He was like, I'm going to enslave you. I love killing people. It's really fun, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Nice. Humble. Yeah. The next confirmed Zodiac crime was July 4th, 1969, when Darlene Ferrin, 
a 22-year-old wife and mother, picked up her pal, Michael Maggio, who was 19. They were sat in the parking lot of the Blue Rock Springs Park at around midnight. So as far as I'm aware, when you enter this park, the parking lot is like within the park itself. Okay. Rather than outside and then you wander in. So at around midnight, another car pulled in and then left, only to return about 10 minutes after. The driver of this other vehicle exited, shone a torch on the two, and shot Michael in the jaw, leg, and shoulder with a 9mm handgun. Some of the bullets went through Michael into Darlene. Oh my god. Yeah. And he shot Darlene a couple of times. Then he left. But before he got back in the car, he heard Michael moaning. So he returned back to the car and shot them both twice more. At 12.40am, the police received a call from a man claiming responsibility for this attack and describing exactly where to find the crime scene. And they also took responsibility for David and Betty from the previous Christmas. Darlene died upon arrival at the hospital, but Michael survived. How you survive a shot to the jaw, I do not know. Yeah, that's insane. He described their attacker as between 26 and 30, around 200 pounds or more, a 5 foot 8 white male with short, light brown curly hair. So like, a decent description. Then on September 27th, 1969, Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell were having a picnic together at Lake Berryessa when a white guy around 5 foot 11, over 170 pounds with combed greasy brown hair came over. He was wearing a black executioner's hood with sunglasses clipped over the eye holes and a kind of bib, I guess, with the white circle and cross. He had a gun and told Cecilia and Brian that he was an escaped convict and wanted their car because his, that he'd stolen from a guard after killing him, was too hot. Oh, as you do, casual. I like that at this point he's like, hmm, I have to get some kind of get up. Like this is a slasher movie. Yeah, right. Get a grip. <laughs> I need some kind of excuse. I need to I need to look the part. I need to be speaking like the part. I need a backstory. He then got Cecilia to tie Brian's hands behind his back with some pre-cut cl- plastic clothesline that he had on him. Not Brian, the killer had on him. The killer then retied them because Cecilia was a smart bitch and didn't tie it very tight at all. But he noticed. Upsettingly. Yeah, it's a it's great effort. She was then tied up by the killer. Originally, the two just thought it was an obscure robbery because obviously he just wanted the car. But then he revealed a large knife and stabbed Brian in the back six times. Cecilia was stabbed ten times. After doing this, he went over to Brian's car and started engraving it with a pen. The engravings showed the dates and locations of the previous Zodiac attacks, with their date below it saying, by knife, because that was the one that he'd just done. The circle with the cross was present at the top of the door. Later, a call was made to the police. Again, the man described where the scene was and said he had done it. Cecilia died two days later, but Brian survived. So in both of the phone calls as well, the police did obviously check it out and they went to the place where the where the phone call was made, but it was just like a local payphone and both times they got there, like the phone was still off the hook. Right. And stuff. So he, he I guess he knew what he was doing, really. I guess you'd have to if you were going to call the police. 
What's frustrating with one of them is that it was literally like two blocks away from the sheriff's um, place. What is that place called? Office. <laughs> yeah. So like, he was so close. Yeah. And they just, they still didn't get him. Only two weeks later, October 11th, 1969, a white male entered a cab. The cabbie was 29-year-old Paul Stein, and the passenger asked to go to his destination. I didn't include it because I have no idea where it was, so. Later into the journey, the passenger shot Paul once in the back of the head with a 9mm. He took his wallet, car keys, and a piece of his shirt. Three teens saw all of this happen at 5 to 10 at night, so they obviously phoned the police. The dispatcher incorrectly told the responding officers that the perp was black. So when Don Fook and Eric Zelms saw a white man between 35 and 45, 5 foot 10 with a crew cart, which was similar to the description the teens had given, just a bit older, they thought nothing of it because he was white. No. Yeah, they but saw hadn't him. they already been... I guess it's not like... They wouldn't all be on the same page. I feel like it's not that easy. Well, the dispatcher just got it wrong. No one knows why. The dispatcher just said black. That's... Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they saw this this guy that literally fit the bill, but was white, walking away from the kind of area. That probably was him then, wasn't it? Oh, man. Two days after, the Zodiac had sent a letter containing the bloody piece of shirt and saying it was he who had killed Paul Stein. In the same letter, he mocked police for letting him get away and also threatened to shoot kids on a school bus. Wow. At least 18 letters were sent by the Zodiac killer. Give it a break, man. I know, right? Quit it. Find a different hobby. I mean, find a different hobby anyway, but also stop it. Some of which have still never definitively been decoded. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, we've got reference photos at MythsMagicPod. On there is one of the codes that has never been ciphered. Um, deciphered, I think it's a 340 character long code. And people have like given guesses as to what they think it is, but no one can, can say for sure. That's so interesting. In 1974, the letters stopped forever and Paul Stein is the last confirmed Zodiac murder. However, Kathleen Johns was a 22-year-old mother and had a 10-month-old daughter in the car with her on the 22nd of March, 1970. When she was driving, the car behind her was honking its horn and flashing its lights at her, so she eventually pulled over to see what was going on. The driver came over to her car and told her that her right rear wheel was wobbly, so he offered to tighten the lug nuts. He finished, she drove off, but almost immediately her wheel fell off. So she's like, okay, bit weird. Then looking back, she's like, he probably just loosened it. The man reappeared and offered to help her and drive her to the nearest gas station. They got in the car and he drove around for 90 minutes, passing multiple gas stations. That's terrifying. Yeah. Kathleen repeatedly asked why he hadn't stopped there, but he would change the subject. Eventually, he stopped at an intersection, so Kathleen grabbed her 10-month-old daughter and jumped out, hiding in a field. The man searched for them with a flashlight in the field, saying, like, I'm not going to hurt you, before giving up and just driving away. Oh, were they okay? Mm-hmm. Thank God. Then she went to the police station. When she got there, she saw the sketch of the Zodiac killer from Paul's murder and recognized him immediately. 
Being fearful that he would return and kill her, the police had her wait in, a, in the dark at a nearby restaurant that was shut because it was late at night. When her car was found, it had been completely gutted and set alight. In some of the later letters, it would be signed with the zodiac symbol, then like equals 10, SFPD equals zero, so SFPD being the San Francisco police, which made its way up to a total of 37. Wow. So obviously we've only got the confirmed deaths that I told you about, but in all of the letters it kept being like, there are more, you haven't found them, like, you're so stupid, blah, blah, blah. I guess... Sorry, there might be actual reasons for that, but I was just thinking, like, if he is killing them in so many different ways, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of hard to link them together unless he does leave some kind of clue or send you something. Exactly. Because there's no consistency. Well, that's why the first two aren't typically grouped together. Yeah. Um, Because, like, the other ones had, like, the phone call, you know, that kind of thing, some kind of binding, whatever, I guess, but... Um, and then obviously in the one where he engraved it into the door, it's kind of like, okay, well that's, it's got the Zodiac it's mark obvious, on it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just did it for some of them that he thought were like more notable or I don't know, whatever his sick mind was thinking, but. Well, they happened later as well. So maybe it was just kind of like, obviously there's a form of escalation with crimes, you know, like most people that kill people also have petty crimes against them. So maybe it was just him figuring out his mo i guess or he could have just been lying exactly because he seems like he's here just to brag yeah so it wouldn't surprise me if he just made it up because he couldn't actually kill more people or he started to get nervous but didn't want to look like he was weaning out yeah exactly well as well with the sherry case for example i think it was like one of the San Francisco papers got an anonymous tip, like, being like, oh, have you looked into this? Like, it's weird and unsolved. You know what I mean? So that could have been the Zodiac just taking credit for it. Yeah. Because it was an unsolved murder that, like, he could have done, I guess. But to be fair, I understand grouping them together because there were only sort of, like, five years between them all. Yeah. So I guess it was likely, but we don't know. So now for Suspects. There were a bunch, but none of them could be placed at every sort of scene without a doubt, uh, which is why it's still unsolved, obviously. And there's only really a couple that had proper clues. They could realistically be the Zodiac. So I'm not going to bore you with tens of thousands of names here. But if you guys know of any that I am going to miss, then do definitely let me know because this was just what I found. One suspect was Jack Tarrant's. Back in 2007, his stepson had a bunch of Jack's old stuff, claiming that they all proved he was the Zodiac killer. These were a bloodied knife, disturbing images on rolls of film, handwriting samples that were similar to the Zodiac writing, and a black hood rolled up and hidden in an amp. I mean, that does seem quite suspicious. Yeah, I mean, it's not suspicious to own a black hood, but to hide it in an amp, Mm. that's where it gets sketchy. With the bloody knife, you don't think that's suspicious? I mean, it could have been any blood. True. It could have been, like, a butchering knife. I don't know what his dad got up to. Okay. As well as this, he did look eerily similar to the sketch for Paul Stein's killer. This being said, in 2010, DNA proved it could not have been him. It also could have been Earl Van Best, 
He was 28 when he was in a relationship with a 13-year-old, Jude Chandler. Oh, lovely. She got pregnant at age 15 and Earl abandoned the baby. So he's obviously not the best guy from the offset here. No. Earl was also a cryptogram enthusiast who spent some time in mental hospitals. As well as this, one of the Zodiac killings literally happened two blocks away from his apartment. Both fingerprint and handwriting experts believe that Earl Van Best and the Zodiac were the same person. Even if it was Earl, though, we will never know, because he died in 1984. No. This was all put, seri- put forward in a series called The Most Dangerous Animals of All, and in this it said, I don't think there will that it will ever be solved due to the lack of a full airtight DNA sample from the Zodiac Killer, because obviously it all happened in the 60s. Other ideas about who the Zodiac Killer could be is that it was Ross Sullivan, who was one of the original suspects at the time of the killings. He was described by colleagues as quiet, and people noted that he always wore military boots, which people then believed would link him to Sherry's murder, as there was the military boot print found there that I mentioned. Yeah. People also said at the time that Ross looked like the sketch of Paul's killer. And just to put the cherry on top, Ross used to be an English student studying cryptology before the killing started. These men all look so similar. Yeah, I know. (laughs) However, some reports have been made that on the days of some of the killings, Ross was in a mental hospital. So, But it's hard to tell because Mm. it was back in the 60s and no one really knows. Other people have made guesses at the Zodiac Killer's identity, ranging from the Unabomber, um, because he used to send in... There were some of the letters that had diagrams of bombs he was going to use to blow people up, to Charles Manson, to Ted Cruz. So, I guess we'll... Uh, yes. <laughs> the most likely suspect of all. But I guess we'll never know. That was That was unfortunately the end of that. Based on your description of everybody, I think, out of all of them... I'm going with Earl. Yeah, I would. I think it was Earl yeah. out of all of them. But then it's hard because when you're looking these things up, obviously the news is always like, we've got it! You know, like, um, I can't remember which one it was. It's very objectively hard to, to say something like, oh, I think it's this person, obviously. Well, not only that, like, the news doesn't report when they're wrong. So it's not going to be like, oh, actually, there was a DNA thing and it wasn't him. Yeah, They're well, just not the, do it Jack seemed very it. suspicious, but I mean, if it's not him, it's not him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like some of these, I think one of the articles that I read was made in 2020. Like it was made in like the beginning of the year. It was like, we've got him. It was the one from the, the series that I mentioned about. Right. But you just don't know because like chances are he's probably dead. Yeah. Or he probably hasn't. But like there was also another idea that there was one guy that said on his deathbed that he was the Zodiac. But like. How how are we ever going to know? Yeah, it's frustrating that we'll never know. And he was so cocky about it and mm-hmm. being like, you'll never catch me. And then we didn't catch him. Yeah, that's annoying. I want him to be wrong. Not only do I want him to be caught, obviously, for like justice, but I hate it when the killers are like, you'll never catch me. And then they're right. Like, that's such a kick in the teeth. I know. Anyway, how scary do you think the whole get-up of the Zodiac Killer is. Obviously, he's a killer. It's scary. But... Do you mean, like, the way that he kills and, like, the costume and stuff? Yeah. The bang? Um, I'm gonna go for a five. That mask? 
Or like the hood is horrifying. The hood is very scary. And I think while in some ways, like comparing it to other killers, obviously it's terrifying to be in that position. Mm -hmm. But other killers have in the past, like when we were talking about um, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, Mm -hmm. he would relentlessly torture people before he would just let them die. Yeah. Whereas the Zodiac seems to be kind of like quick and simple about it but i mean like in terms of the actual no i get you but the whole tying each other up and stuff it's a bit haunting also the fact that they couldn't find him and he was very cryptic so you know you don't know what you're going to get into definitely it feels like horror movie definitely it seems like he was trying to to be that yeah and he mentioned in some of his letters he mentioned other horror movies like the exorcist and stuff so it's kind of like was he bigging it up i guess was he making like a real facade out of killing people you know with all of the the clues and everything it sounds like he was doing it purely because he wanted to to be famous yeah he wanted people to talk about him well yeah it worked definitely we're doing it right now yeah uh how dangerous in terms of other serial killers do you think he is obviously he's dangerous people died we understand that probably about four fair enough i thought you would rate him lower because some people lived some people did live, and that is lower. <laughs> yeah, fair. Because there, we don't have any proof that it was 37. From what we know, it wasn't that many. And although death in any way is dangerous, as is it the fact that he was just kind of like getting it over and done with so that he could get the attention. I think that makes it even scarier because it doesn't. it's not even one of those where it's like, just don't be alone after dark. It's like, you could be with someone. Do you think there's any significance in him killing, like, mostly teenage couples? Do you think he was, like, bitter? It's really hard to tell whether he was bitter or whether he thought it would get more publicity. Or an easy target, I guess. Because it could be it could be why he mentioned, like, killing kids on a bus. Because that would get a lot of press. And he is obviously obsessed with the idea of, sort of, notoriety yeah for sure so i think maybe it was that because like people care more about you know a couple of kids and like none of them were from any minority you know what i mean so if you're gonna look at what the press is gonna report because it's flawed it's gonna be that especially if there are like clues and stuff so yeah i think it was just what he thought would get the most attention yeah fair enough i was thinking maybe he was just a single bitter older man. Fair, could be. Impossible to know, once again. Maybe his girlfriend dumped him when he was like 17 and he never found love again and now he's angry. I hate killers know? like that. Like, at least have a good reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've just been dumped, boohoo, get over it, eat some Ben and Jerry's and get on with your life. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. We'll never know what history motive was. Unfortunately. Uh, do you have any ideas of who it was? I think it was Earl. Earl. Yeah, but I, as you said, I have no proof. It just seemed kind of suspicious. Our only idea this week is Earl. I think it's Earl. I guess it could have been Ross. They all look so similar. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Earl I think it's Ross. because they all have short brown hair and glasses, and that's kind of very that's distinctive only, yeah. features. It just looks like a generic boy. A generic nerdy boy is what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to catch that. Yeah. Cool. Or it could have been somebody else entirely. We'll never know. Yeah. You want to plug us? 
I will plug us. If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Miss Magic Pod. I am trying to get better at Twitter, so please, <laughs> if you want to follow us on there, just let me know how I can make it better. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Murder. Over on Patreon, we don't have a tiers system. You just literally give us as much or as little as you'd like. Thank you so much to everyone that is currently over on Patreon. Thank you. And it's not just a one-way street either. You also get to be like a part of our little our little club that isn't the Taco Squad. <laughs> we will give you extra episodes. We'll just chat a bit. We'll answer any questions. You can give us more ideas on what you want to see more. And we will listen to you obviously and if you have any terrifying tales spooky stories or haunted happenings you can email those over to us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com nice and if you go to mythsmagicandmurder.com and click on the merch button you can grab some merch as well oh okay. that was what i was going to mention <laughs> in the beginning we oh, have right. christmas merch yeah we have a we have a christmas jumper on the well holidays the Holiday. we are not excluding anyone no but you can you can grab that on a website 10% off for patrons. Yes. Um, we might have a Black Friday deal, but Maybe. I'm not going to give too much away. Just find out on social media. Lurking around the corner. Okay, uh, you want to go straight into yours? Yes. So today we're talking about the Order of the Solar Temple, which is a cult that was formed in 1984. Is that a Harry Potter book? No. <laughs> the cult claims to stem from the beliefs of the Knights Templar, but it's most known for being associated with the series of murders and suicides. Spooky. Sources are History.com, Britannica.com, Wikipedia, FilmDaily.co, Ranker.com, and TorontoSun.com. So, the Knights Templar, for reference, were an organisation of devout Christians during the medieval times. In 1099, Christian armies captured Jerusalem from the Muslim people, but the Muslim armies still controlled the space between the places. So, pilgrims that wanted to visit Jerusalem for the Holy Land would often get killed as they passed through the Muslim territories. Oh, man. To sum that up. In very basic terms. Yeah. So in around 1,118, a small military order was or was created to protect the visitors, to protect the pilgrims. Mm -hmm. The Pope supported them and gave them special rights, so the Knights Templar did not have to pay any taxes, they didn't have to listen to any authority except the Pope. Nice. Which seems like a pretty sweet deal, right? I mean, your life is on the line, yes. But you get to chat with the Pope, so... I was thinking more about the taxes, but sure, yeah, Pope seems pretty sweet. You don't have to pay taxes if you're rich anyway. After that, they op oh my god, <laughs> they opened banks and got an absolute ton of cash so that the pilgrims could put their money in it and then withdraw it once they got to the Holy Land, but that then benefited them a lot as well. And they also adopted certain rules like dressing in white with a red cross, not kissing their mums, not wearing pointy shoes, along with bigger things like not having sex, promising to be in poverty refusing to drink, gamble, or swear, and they also had to pray every day. Hmm. So the organisation was rich, but the people could not be, if that makes sense. Yeah. This ended up being a huge organisation. They ended up fighting during, cru during crusades, doing a lot of secret operations, and there are a ton of conspiracies around them, but this is not an episode on the Knights Templar, surprisingly. It's about the order of the Solar Temple. But in 1805, someone claimed that he was the leader of the Knights Templar to try and bring back and recreate the order. And everyone in his little group split off to many different factions. And this was one of them. Mm -hmm. The Solar Temple was founded in Switzerland in 1984 by Luke Juret, who claimed that in a previous life, he was a member of the Knights Templar, 
and third reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Big old red flag right there. Pick someone else. There are lots of important people through history. Why does everyone go straight for Jesus? I guess because he's, I don't know, Boo. huge. Be more Christian creative, figure. zero out of ten. But he was religious and he wanted to continue the traditions of the Knights Templar. Or at least that's what he said. I don't really know how true that is based on everything else I'm going to tell you now. Because, not really. But they did have the Red Cross on their robes, so I guess that's something. The Solar Temple is very expensive to join. You can It still exists. And you can pay to move up and learn more. Similar to Scientology, I guess. I was going to say it sounds like Scientology, yeah. You also had to give gifts to your leaders. Because of this, many of the members are respected professionals and millionaires. After six years, the temple had only over 400 members and became a three-part structure. So they had the sort of Amanta Club, which was the lowest level, and their job was to just spread the message of the cult to other people to get them to join. Mm -hmm. The next level they had to learn some secrets, but then the highest level are like hand-picked by an elder to join the high ranks. That's exciting. And this level has secret rituals and more secret information. And they also had access to most of the money from the membership fees. So the leaders had most of the money and they were just living like super lavish lifestyles with it, basically. Mm -hmm. But then you would also get to access some of that if you were handpicked to be part of the, the high circle. Okay. The main belief of the solar temple was that the world was going to end. It seems to be a recurring theme. mm -hmm, Because our current world is an illusion. And once the world does end, they'd be transported to a planet orbiting a star called Sirius in order to live out the afterlife. It is very similar to Scientology and Heaven's and Gate. Heaven's Gate yeah. To be able to experience this, you have to be a devout member, so you have to pay the fees. So you can't just be like, yeah, I believe in that, like people do with Christianity to believe in heaven and stuff. It's more like, oh, I, I believe in that, but I have to pay to get the, the end goal. I mean... Christians pay in their time. Oh yeah, I know, but I mean, like physically, like if you, it's less than a, it's more intense than a religion is what I'm going to say, which I think is okay. The first culty step, really. Yeah. Also, when the world ends, Jesus will return, but they refer to him as the Solar King. I thought Jesus was already here. Yeah, I'm confused about that because I thought that was that was the case too. Anyway. They saw themselves as superior humans whose survival was needed to relaunch the human race on the new planet after the world ended, because they wanted to be like the first people on it. Sorry, as a quick quick sideline, do you remember in the Scientology episode, I think it's on Patreon, where it, we spoke about clams ruling the world? Mm-hmm. I don't think... It was humans come from clams, but yeah. Oh, that was it, yeah. Um... Sorry, I missed that biology lesson. I don't understand why more people aren't starting cults. And here's why. Are you trying to start a cult? Because we already made a whole thing last week. the Taco Squad cult. I don't, don't believe that these cults are getting so much money from a lot of people. This one's talking about people going and living on a different planet because the world's going to end. Scientology is talking about the fact that we all came from clams. Heaven's Gate was talking about, oh, we have to die at this certain point to join that spaceship that's flying overhead so that we can go out and live our alien fantasies like we want to. They're all making bare money. Like, I don't agree with the mass suicides and killings, but why not run a cult? Translation, bare means lots. Um, I... Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I 
to because most of our audience is international. Um, because joining a cult and starting a cult is, first of all, a lot of effort and also morally wrong. Yeah, but morals are... Morals are... Stop trying to convince me. Morals are grey lines, aren't they, really? Rather no. Than, it's not black and white. All I'm saying... Yeah, but if you're not hurting anyone in a cult, does it really... Is it really morally wrong? Okay, cool. Well, you can... On a website, we'll have a link for a cult. <laughs> it's £10,000 to join for the first tier. Yeah, and we won't even tell you what the cult's about until you're on 2 million. Yeah, once you give us 2 million so that we can go get all those 2 million tacos, then, then we'll only tell you. then, we'll tell you what the cult is about. And anyway. that we're descended from tacos. Oh my god. Because of the end of the world sitch that was happening here, mm -hmm. the group took a lot of time to doomsday prep. So the members in Canada started an organic food farm and everyone stocked food and ammunition. This, this is beginning to sound like, ah, it's not Jax Jones, that's the singer. Jonestown? Yeah. It's very similar to that too. This is a, like a, a conglomerative cult, I guess. Yeah. Really rounding everything up nicely. Yeah, and they had different areas. So it was like they were in Switzerland, but they also had people in France and in Canada and like Spain, I think. So there was also this other man who was the leader alongside Luke, and his name was Joseph de Mambro. And his job in the cult was to guide the rituals and ceremonies. Mm -hmm. He told members that his son was conceived through marriage with the gods to emphasize his importance within the cult. And he also said that his daughter was conceived immaculately, like Mary with Jesus. They're out here like, really? Because they surprisingly look like Gloria, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just like, my children are gifts from the gods. They're very, very important, you know? And his whole thing was just basically, I am the most important person ever, aside from Luke, who is God. You know, they were really, they were really pushing it. Before ceremonies, Luke would pick female members of the cult to have sex with him. He said it gave, it the, gave him the strength to do his holy duties. Oh, boo. Have a coffee. They, of course, went with this, similar to other cults, presumably because they believed it was actually helping, or because they were honoured to be chosen by the leader of the cult. Or maybe they just wanted a shag. Possibly. Joseph was chosen to help lead the cult because he was a charismatic physician, so his degree would give him the credibility. He was Catholic before he became interested in the occult, and he started his own mini-cult called the Golden Way Foundation for a bit, before he met Luke and joined up to sort of up-level the order. So, Joseph sounds like a bit of a... Bit of a crazy. Mm, and his next major sign of being incredibly problematic was when, in 1994, Joseph ordered to have an infant child killed with a stake because he thought that he was the Antichrist. <sighs> Listen, all right, I know that you said that cults were morally wrong, but just because you're in a cult doesn't mean you have to order for children to be killed because you think they're the Antichrist. You can just let it happen. You think the Earth's going to end anyway? Uh, no, but here's the thing. He believed that the baby was born into the order because his parents were in the cult to prevent him specifically from achieving his spiritual goals because basically they called their son Emmanuel and his son was called Emmanuel. Oh and God. his son was godly. And he was like, you have brought this baby in and you've named it the same thing as my godly son. So he has to be the devil. Or it was, or he was just insulted because they thought that he was trying to, they thought, he thought that they were trying to overthrow him. Man out here with the middle name of Herod. So I'm not entirely sure of his thought process. 
But either way, just ask him to ter- leave. That's terrible. That's not good. The mother and the father of baby were also killed and accused of trying to raise their rank. Oh, go away. Yeah, Emmanuel, the baby, he was only three months old as well. So this guy is obviously... Cracked. Absolutely terrible. Four days later, their house was burned down, and two Swiss citizens were also found dead nearby. Things are getting a bit sketchy for this cult now. As Joseph's son, Emmanuel, got older, he started to question his father's organisation, because he started to think about when he realised that his father was um, using holograms and special effects to fake miracles and profit from the members. And he kind of outed this as some people quit. Good. Obviously, because of the murders, the police realised that they had to shut down whatever the hell this group was. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Finally, took you guys long enough. A baby was murdered. Joseph realised this, and only a few days after the death of Emmanuel the baby, he recruited 12 of his closest and high-ranking followers and recreated their version of The Last Supper. Stop. Joseph, of course, took on the role of Jesus and led his followers through the dinner before explaining to them his plan for them to cross to the other side as the world was going to end sooner than expected. God, you bear don't want to be Judas. <laughs> Whether he genuinely thought this because of the birth of Emmanuel as the Antichrist, or whether he was afraid of the police and the repercussions, I don't, I'm not sure whether he just made it up or whether he genuinely believed it. Yeah. But him and Luke told the members that they needed to transport themselves before the world was destroyed by volcanoes so that they could get a head start on inhabiting the new planet. Oh, by volcanoes? I missed that bit. Yeah, yeah, it was by volcanoes. All right. Chill. (laughs) So they would cross over by poisoning themselves. Cool. Joseph and Luke, as well as the other dedicated followers, took their poison to get to the other side. Those who refused were shot in the head or asphyxiated with plastic bags. Yeah, it is like Jonestown. The village they lived in was burned to the ground. Did he kill himself? Yes, with poison. Well, every cloud. 33 members were found dead by the fire brigade in a secret underground chapel lined with mirrors. Most of them were shot in the head, and they were all wearing ceremonial robes. Their bodies had been placed in a circle with their feet together. Many of them had plastic bags over their heads. There was also evidence that many of the victims were drunk, uh, or drugged, sorry, during this time. So, you know... Ugh. Joseph's son was also one of the dead found, so he must have either died against his will or he wasn't allowed to leave the group. That fucking sucks. 25 more bodies were found later in two other burning buildings, as the fires had been set by remote control devices. And as I said, many of the members were rich professionals, so the mayor was there, a civil servant, a sales manager, and because of this, the gunshots. And the gunshots, the police kind of assumed that they didn't want to die and were instead forced into it. Oh, man. However, there was also evidence that some members of the order had donated over a million dollars to Joseph personally, and they were leaving, they left some letters that were written by some of the cult members that said that they were leaving to (laughs) escape the hypocrisies and oppression of the world. I thought you said lettuce. Oh, no. (laughs) They left a slice. (laughs) They left some lettuce just on the side as a garnish. (laughs) 16 of the members in France took their lives several days later. Well, actually, two of them shot the others before shooting themselves. I don't think that counts. No. A little while later, five members of the Canada faction took their lives and set fire to their house, and three children were discovered in a shed behind the house. They were alive, but they were heavily drugged. Oh, man. Don't drug your kids. This just in. The Spanish sector of the group were caught by the police after only one man had died from suicide, so they prevented the rest of the deaths. 
The Spanish really weren't as on it as everyone else. And it's still going, the cl- the the order. That's crazy. From the survivors with a few hundred, hundred members, but kind of very little is known about it currently. They're very secret with it. Well, yeah, after that shit show. Yeah, you would be. <sighs> I mean, they were very secret anyway, really, because I couldn't find out any of their other rules or how they thought they were like the Knights Templar or whether they were just using that to get people in, which is kind of what I assumed. Yeah, I presumed they were just using it as like a name, you know what I mean, so that... Like, you would have heard of it before. It kind of relates it more to things that you know. And yeah. then from there, it's just... Because it's like, most people know about the Knights Templar, but no one knows, like, who they are, what they did, that kind of thing. So I feel like if you're like, oh, it's the Knights Templar, I've heard of that. Like, they can't be too bad because I've heard of it just normally. And then they're just doing some whacked stuff. And you're like, it's fine. It's the Knights Templar. How bad can it be? Yeah. And then you can't leave because you're being asphyxiated. Well... See, the thing with the plastic bags is that some people think that the plastic bags were, like, a symbol. Of what? Plastic? Of the world ending? I don't really know. Stop it. But... This was all just one big reduce, reuse, recycle campaign. I don't know. I don't know, because I'm not a police officer. But apparently they were thinking maybe it was some kind of... Like a message. um, Message, yeah. I don't know. I do find it interesting because of the combination between the Jonestown massacre and then the other things we've talked definitely, about definitely yeah because i can't tell which one it's more like like they ha- it's like they just mix them together from the other cults yeah it just seems like a crossover between Jonestown and uh, heaven's gate yeah like they have this you know you can reach this rank and then we'll go to space but i'm not sure whether they killed themselves or killed each other i guess because a lot of it didn't seem like they really wanted to go to evade the police like Jonestown whether they wanted to actually get to space like, I, I'm not sure whether they believed it or not. That's really frustrating that we just won't know. Yeah, and scary, but... Yeah, well, it's scary that it's still going because people died, Karen. Yeah. Don't Why continue. do you keep saying all these random women's names Because oh, I, feel like, I feel like I'm having to tell these people these things, you know what I mean? Sharon, Karen. I think it's fairly obvious, but maybe they're just like, that was just a mistake, we don't do that. Maybe. Well, I suppose if there haven't been any more deaths linked to them, then just let them get on with it. If they want to give all of their money away, then let them. But mm. I don't know. If you want to donate to religion, just donate to your church. Don't don't start. Donate to us on the cult. Don't start a cult. Too late. Kate, this is bad and insensitive. Start a cult, but don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. Wait, we didn't do the scare scale. <laughs> I was wondering why you were trying to wrap up so goddamn quick. I wasn't. Anyway, how scary? <laughs> how scary? Really? Not very. People die. Dangerous, yes. Not scary. Like, two. Okay. I guess because, like, they take away your autonomy a bit. Because, like, they just didn't let some people leave for literally no reason. And also, a bit scary because you don't really know what's going on if you're at a lower level. Okay. How dangerous? Four. Probably. People, people died. Yeah, I Against know. their will. I know that people died, but... And that's horrible. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't, like... In the grand scheme of dying, as we've spoken about on the podcast, I would rate five as, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? These These people were not obviously tortured. These people died, and that is not good. They killed a baby. 
Yes, I understand, Abby, but I'm not going to give you a five, no matter how much you want it. Okay, how likely is it that they crossed over to Sirius and that's why they all did this? Or like a one. I can't say for sure, none. But I would if I could. Fair enough. It's highly... I feel like there's no evidence based on, on, on this. I think they just made it all up. That man was not the third coming of Christ because he then wanted to join Jesus Christ. Well, I think the thing is as well is that like... Christians in general, I have absolutely no problem with. I was raised Catholic, like I'm not anymore, but you know, for reference. But if you are like, yes, I'm heavily Christian to the point where I'm going to say that I'm Jesus and start a a whole thing about it, a whole new order Mm -hmm. about it, why are you then killing people? Yeah, Jesus got his stuff done without murdering anyone. Yeah, like at least with the Knights Templar when they were doing it, they were like, oh, we're doing it for God, so we don't want any money we don't want to have sex. We don't want to do any of these things because we're we're heavily Christian. You know, fair enough. But if you're like, yes, I'm heavily Christian to the point where I want to start this because I'm Jesus, why are you then doing all of these things? Stop blaming your radical actions on deities and religion because it's not them, it's you. Yeah, it kind of just felt like he was like using it so that he could get the cash to do whatever he wanted, really. And Both it also them. feels like he was using the kind of name of like, I'm Jesus to be like, you can't condemn me for any of my crimes because I'm actually Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I have sex and buy guns with everybody, then what are you going to do? That's what God yeah, wants. you can't do anything because I am Jesus. Yeah. But no, you are not. You are insane. Don't do these things. Any ideas? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe as you radicals. Radicals? Religious radicals, yeah. Okay. Um. Maybe, I think, maybe what happened is that it started out as a harmless call and then he got this other guy involved. You think Joseph was the... I think Joseph was, like, the main bad guy here because Luke didn't appear to do much bad. He was just taking millionaires' money and being like, we're a religion. He's a bit, you know unhinged but he didn't order for a baby to be killed yeah that's fair enough i think that joseph definitely initiated all of the i think joseph was like whispering in luke's ear kind of what to do well luke was still a bad person in the grand scheme of things but was he a murderer no so yeah yeah i think it was probably joseph um I can't think of anything else. Maybe they went to a different planet. Maybe they were right. You know, I I don't think they were right in the way that they did it. But maybe they were right. Maybe they went to a different planet and they they're living out their second lives there. What about like a money and power scheme? That's what I think it it's is. It's a pyramid scheme. Could be. Because I kind of. But figured- the trouble is with the money and power scheme, they're dead. Luke died. I personally think that one of them, probably Luke, was saying that, oh yeah, the world's going to end one day and we're going to go to this planet and it's fine. But for now, we're gonna, I'm going to take all your money. I'm going to be the leader of all of you. Worship me because I am Jesus. But then he wasn't going to do anything. And I personally think, obviously, it's just my opinion that Joseph came in and was like, I am so godly. I, my children are godly. And yes, I want all this money and all this power. But then as soon as the police got involved, like I think he, he killed this baby and this, this poor family because he wanted to 
prove that he was like that. He wanted to make a statement. Or because he was just unhinged and genuinely thought that that was going to stop him from achieving his spiritual goals somehow because the baby had the same name as his son. I don't understand. But then he realized that the police were going to get him and he was like, oh God, we have to get out of this now. And I think it's like with Jonestown, you know, when he he ordered the suicide because Mm -hmm. he was going to get caught. Yeah. But I think that he did it as more of like a I don't want anyone to find out that I am wrong and bad. So I would rather just we all die than you figure out that I am not God. You know? You can just own up to your mistakes. It's good to grow and learn. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm not the one doing it. I'm just letting everyone know here. There are other ways to get around this. But I think you're right, yeah. I think. Yeah, it could just be a money-grabbing scheme. But I, yeah, I think Luke kind of went into it with maybe not the, the not the truest of pretenses but he obviously you know suffered from some form of of mental disorder to be able to to proclaim that he was the third reincarnation of Jesus Christ if that was not in fact true because i can't tell if it is or not and then maybe when this super godly guy came along he was like oh my god i have to actually listen to him because like i've been kind of faking it and if i ignore this guy like what if he's super godly fair enough fair enough that was good. I liked that. Well, I didn't... You know what I mean. It was interesting. You found it interesting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else? No. Well then, start a cult and don't listen before bed. Don't listen before bed. Don't start a cult.